Welcome back, everyone, to Inside the Dome. I'm John Dadera, and I'm joined with Carl and Jacob today. It's been a little while since we released an episode. I think we had the weekend off, so how was your weekend, buddy? Honestly, it was pretty good. Um, I work Sunday, uh, Saturday. I just relaxed all day, essentially. How was yours? Uh, not too bad. I had a bit of a headache this weekend, but it was a nice little break from recording. I probably needed it. We went to the the Friday Night Lights training camp day for the Steelers, and that was very fun. Yeah, but, it was. Yeah, a very good experience. Steelers are looking pretty good. Maybe a little more you content I, with them in the future. But you, you and I both we'll had see, pounding but, headaches at that. Yeah, <laughs> I had I had uh, no water that whole week. It was bad. Yeah, I feel like I got a concussion that day, but. I feel better <laughs> yeah. now, though. Hey, as long as you feel better. Very true. I do. And we are able to record for you all. And speaking of NFL, we have another NFL-related episode for you all today. And we are continuing the miniseries. The last episode we did was top 10 wide receivers in the NFL today. So I think you can all predict what comes next. The top 10 tight ends in the NFL today. The format is going to be the exact same. Carlin has his list. I have my list. We'll go back and forth. Neither of us know each other's list, so it'll be a surprise to each of us. So I hope you all enjoy. We're basing this off of primarily talent overall. A lot of influence off of last season and how they're going to look this next season so for this episode i'm gonna let you start i started the last three so i'm gonna let you start with your 10th guy and honorable mentions if you'd like to give any so we're gonna start with my honorable mentions um i got cole Komet as an honorable mention the reason Cole okay. Komet's an honorable mention is because of the bears offense this year i don't think the bears office offense is going to be like crazy good but compared to last year they got weapons they got dj Moore. chase claypool has apparently been looking really good at camp justin fields has been justin fields they have a really solid line this year so they have a better chance to be better and get around 500 this year um i have my whole opinions about that whole division but i don't think the bears are going to run with it i think the bears are going to at least get second at least definitely third, but at least second. And I think this whole offense is going to be a whole part of it. Um, and Cole Komet isn't a bad tight end. So we'll see what he does, but I think he's a good honorable mention. And then the other one, I don't know if you have the same honorable mention as me. I have an idea. You might, I put Zach Gentry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I did not. Uh, <laughs> But it's it's a joke. Like I'm not saying okay. he's bad. I know. I think I know what you're going with. Yeah. So quick little story. We're at training camp on Friday night. It's me, John, and Jordan. 
and Jordan's a Patriots fan, obviously. So we were like, it's five bucks. Like, come with us. You get to go see football. And he's like, you know what? You're right. Let's go. So we're going down there. And uh, <laughs> I'm sorry if you can hear my crazy. dog. <laughs> um, anyways, so we're down there, right? And we're just watching practice. We're on the lower field near the track. <laughs> and obviously practice ends two hours later and we didn't get any autographs or anything. And right before they walked off, they were like, oh, they're not going to sign autographs. They're just going to walk straight off the field and go to the bus. Well, Zach Gentry comes over and literally has like two wristbands on, like the little like soccer wristbands when you were little. That's all I can think yeah. of. I wore those. And he gave one to a little kid and he takes the other one and tosses it up in the air. And Jordan reaches his hand up and snags the thing and runs away. And I was like, <laughs> Out of everyone this man could have thrown it to, he threw it to the only Patriots fan at all the Steelers camp training. He threw it perfectly to him, too. Like, they looked eyes, and he threw it over the kids to him. Like, it was crazy. So, he now Jordan is the owner of a smelly wristband from a Steelers player. Um, but, yeah, that's why he's in my honorable mention. But, number 10... We got Evan Engram. Evan Engram. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Engram. Engram. Yeah, you got it. Evan Engram has a chance to have a really, really good this year. The Jags has a really solid offense. They just got Calvin Redley. Um, they have some solid wide receivers. They have ETN. Obviously, you got a Trevor Lawrence in the backfield. And Evan Engram, did he get franchise tagged this offseason or no? I cannot remember. He got franchise tagged. I think they got him on an extension. I think they yeah. finally did. I think he's off the franchise tag now. So Yeah. But he had a really good season last year. So and Jags looked deadly out in the South. So we'll see what happens. But that is why Evan Ingram is my number ten. I'm looking forward to the year he has. So John, what do you got for your honorable mentions at number ten? Well, I'm just going to say right now, we officially do not have the same list. So, another episode of different lists here. So, honorable mentions. My first one is Zach Ertz. He is a, he's kind of a veteran at this point, but he, over the past couple of years, he's been a very good weapon for teams, whether it was the Eagles or the Cardinals. I just think he's kind of getting up there in age and injuries. So... And honestly, I didn't even. I was looking through rankings, and I didn't see this player till late. So, I kind of just remembered about him. So I gave him an honorable mention, and I just don't know how much better he's going to be in these future seasons. And he's, I believe, he's still with the Cardinals. Is he actually? I don't know if he's. Could you look he that up real quick? Tampa. I think he's with. Tampa. Yeah. Yeah, look that up. I don't know if he's there, but actually, I could do that right now. Zach Ertz is no with the Arizona Cardinals still. He's with the Cardinals. Okay. All I know. I was right. Yeah. Yeah. So Zach Ertz is one honorable mention and my other honorable mention. I'm so sorry, but it is Evan Engram. He is my other one. The reason is, is one, I've been following this guy since he was with New York. Yes, he had a great season with Jacksonville. Might be a little bit harder for him to get targets because of Calvin Ridley. But man, I just remember this guy from New York. 
I mean, we make fun of Deontay Johnson for dropping balls. This guy dropped the easiest catches ever. And I still kind of despise him from New York a little bit. But he did have a good bounce back season, so I'd kind of like to see some consistency out of him. I think I could say the same with my number 10 guy, but I have him as an honorable mention. He could be top 10, but this guy's an arm. He's an honorable mention, but my 10th guy, and this surprised me how high he was ranked in some rankings, and I'll give him his respect. David Njoku from the Browns is my number 10 guy, and he had, surprisingly, for a guy who's not, never been involved in offense, he had 628 receiving yards and four touchdowns. He's always been a good blocker, and he finally started to get involved in the receiving game, and... I don't know the Browns' depth chart. He might be the top guy or so. They're paying him top money. So I think he's going to keep being involved this next season with the money they gave him. And I think he's like top seven paid in the league right now. So he had a very good season, very underrated. If this was a fantasy ranking, then he'd be an honorable mention. Evan Ingram would be in the top 10, but this is not fantasy. So... I'll give Njoku some props. He's with the Browns, but I'll we'll give him some respect. So he's my number 10. And then we will move to the number 9 spot. I'll go first for this. And this person had a very bad 2022, but had an extremely promising 2021. And that's Kyle Pitts. He is my number 9. Kyle Pitts, his rookie season, he was drafted 4th overall by the Falcons. In his rookie season, he had 1,000 receiving yards, only one touchdown, but the receiving yards were very good for a tight end. This past season, it might just be with the coaching change. I don't know. He didn't get the ball a lot. I wouldn't say that's because he regressed, but they just wouldn't feed him the ball. When they did feed him the ball, they were doing well, but then he did have an injury near the end of the season, so he didn't really get a chance to repeat his rookie season, but Hopefully with Desmond Ritter maybe being able to throw it a bit more, maybe they'll try to pass it a bit more, even though it does scare me they have Bijan Robinson. But just talent alone, I'd rather have Kyle Pitts over David Njoku or Evan Ingram. I think he's very talented on offense. He could honestly have been higher if he carried his momentum from his rookie season, but he didn't. But I think on talent alone, he's my number nine. So who do you got? So, I just want to say that um, David Njoku did not make it into my list. I think David Oof. Njoku is like the Evan Engram. Like, same thing. Like, they could go on and off the list, in my opinion. So, I guess he would be an honorable mention. I kind of forgot he existed until like 30 seconds ago. <laughs> but I did see his name like 20 times going through scrolling through the thing. And I'm like, eh, he's got Watson thrown to him. And Watson, who knows what's Watson going to do? My number nine is Dustin Schultz. Dalton Schultz, my bad. I said Dustin, Dalton, my bad. Yeah, Dalton Schultz. Um, he didn't really have a great year last year. It's harder to tell with tight ends because, like, I look more at touchdowns than blocking, honestly. And I know you can either have a blocking tight end or a good touchdown tight end. And obviously, there's tight ends we'll get into the top of this list that have, like, 10 times more than the amount of touchdowns Dalton Schultz has. So, like, there's no question about it. But he's my number nine. Um, He's obviously got – who does he have thrown to him? Dak. 
Dak. Dak and the boys. Actually, um, let me let me hop in there. He recently did not choose to stay with Dallas. He is now with the Houston Texans. <laughs> so he's got he's got CJ Stroud throwing to him now. I mean, at least they have a weapon. Very good weapon. For yeah, they don't end. really don't have. That, they don't. They uh, they don't really have anyone else down there. For yeah, I don't know any other title they too. have. But um, he's my number nine since he's going to the other side of the Lone Star State. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> he's obviously got a rookie quarterback throwing to him. I still thought he was in Dallas. Um, completely opposite of right. But yeah, he's my number nine. So my number eight is your number nine. I got Kyle Pitts. Okay. Kyle Pitt didn't Kyle Pitts only have like one touchdown last year and it was like not even America or is that like two so years ago? That was, that was his rookie season that you're talking about. He had two touchdowns last season. But you he had you two. got his rookie season, correct? I don't even know how he had two touchdowns, but he did. <laughs> wow. Yeah, um he obviously I don't know. He's in Atlanta. Atlanta's just like, uh, you know, especially this year, they got Desmond Ritter, who's going to be their quarterback. Um, he just I'm hasn't been. No, I'm not. But he hasn't been <laughs> the hype that he's come out of college to be, you know. He's only yeah. in his third year. He's a junior this year. So he's got <laughs> a lot to prove. He's got a lot to prove. I think he will prove he's it. But honestly, <laughs> He's probably going to move out from Atlanta. He's probably going to want out. And I really do not blame the guy. Where is he going to go to? I don't know. We'll see. But he honestly, he could go to Dallas. Dallas needs a tight end. I don't know who their tight end is right now. But, yeah, Kyle Pitts, my number eight. Yeah, interesting. I think the thing with Kyle Pitts, too, is I do kind of agree with you. He could maybe want out just because they are very – run heavy team so i don't know if he's gonna get the most out of him there so i agree with you a bit there but my number eight i before we started this episode we mentioned how some of us might be biased in certain ways this is maybe a way you wouldn't expect me to be biased i have pat fryermuth at number eight i did that might surprise you a bit but i do but he's coming off of a very good second season and he had 732 receiving yards and two touchdowns, which is very good for a Matt Canada offense. I think my fear for Fryermuth is literally what I just said, a Matt Canada offense. I I don't know like how much he's been doing in training camp. He's been solid. I don't think he's been like a standout to what I've seen so far. I know George Pickens has been the standout receiver for Kenny Pickett, but... I like his second season, but it's also his second season. So, I, as a Steelers fan, I just don't know if I trust this offense yet. It's not his There's second a, season. I mean, oh, like, saying he's only year? at, yeah, last season was his second season. He's going into okay, his third season. That's third, what I meant, yeah. if I misspoke. But, yeah, I, I like him. I just don't know with this offense. There's a lot of people to throw it to this season. You have Deontay Pickens, Allen Robinson, Calvin Austin, Darnell Washington, Zach Gentry, as you mentioned too. So it's going to be a very crowded offense. 
I just don't know how he's going to look. He's only played two seasons, so I love him. If I was very biased, he'd be higher. I bet he's probably higher for you. But I don't know. Just looking at some of these other guys who've been in the league a bit longer, I I have him a bit lower. He's my number eight. So I will go to my number seven now, and this is somebody who you already said. And let me pull him up. I am. This is who I'm a little bit biased for. It's Dolan Schultz. And the reason why I'm biased for Dolan Schultz is he won me a fantasy league. So <laughs> I, I have a little bit of bias. So I paid attention a bit more to Dolan Schultz and how he did last season. I mean, in 2021, he had 800 receiving yards and eight touchdowns. This past season, he regressed a bit. Had 577 receiving yards and five touchdowns. Then again, he also had Dak Prescott as his quarterback, and he regressed this past season. But Dalton Schultz is a very good security blanket to have. I think he's very trustworthy. He can get open. He's a very reliable target. And the past three seasons, he's been very good. So I didn't mention he's been in the league for five seasons already. He's going to his sixth year. But his past three seasons have been very consistent for a tight end. And he is going to Houston, and he's going to be their top tight end. And I think C.J. Stroud has a good chance to have a good rookie season. So I like Dalton Schultz going into next season. I'm a little bit biased because he's my fantasy tight end. So I have him at my number seven spot. So what do you got? Okay, so my number seven spot, he got traded midway through the season last year, which was kind of weird the way it was. Um, And all I can think about with this dude is how you're literally in the playoffs. It's fourth and 10. And you throw a three yard uh. pass to this guy. I'm talking about TJ Hawkinson. Um, Yeah. TJ Hawkinson's my number seven. He's not bad. He was mainly part of the Lions offense at the beginning of the season. And then obviously, they had a lot of things happen and they traded him. I forget what they got with the trade for him. I can't fully remember. Do you draft picks? Do you, I think just draft picks. Yeah. It's nothing crazy. They probably got a running back with it, but uh, yeah, Hawkinson's not a bad guy. Um, he's probably the third weapon on the Vikings. I would say under Jefferson and uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy they just drafted from Gordon Pitt. Addison. Yes, Addison. So I would say he's the third guy. Um, he's a solid tight end. He's gonna. He's something that old quarterbacks love to do. Mainly is throw it right to the tight end and just like put faith in the tight end. So he's my number seven. So I'm expecting him to have a pretty good this year, good year this year. Um, just because. Jeff, obviously you got Jefferson, and when Jefferson's going to be double covered and he's not open, Hawkinson's the guy you're going to throw it to. So, my huh? number six, I got Pat Fryermuth. He's, I think number six is perfect to him. Honestly, he could switch with Hawkinson back and forth, but I've just seen more of Muth, obviously, because we're Steeler fans. So that's why I have him at number six. Um, it's not weird. It's interesting to watch having Ben throw it to him versus Kenny 
because Ben just loved a good tight end. He had Muth, he had um, Heath, he had, who else did he have? I can't think of all the tight ends Ben's had over the years. But Ben loves a good tight end. So he always threw it to him. Um, so Kenny has a lot of weapons this year. But then again, we'll see what happens. Um, and yeah, Muth is more of a red zone guy, I would say. He's not someone you would obviously like throw it like fourth and ten your seasons on the line. I wouldn't throw it from Air Muth. Sorry, Minnesota. But <laughs> uh, I think he's honestly pretty good spot for number six. I wouldn't put him any higher. Like I said, maybe six or seven, but just seeing him play more as a stealer, number six. And also he's going into his third year, so we'll see what he does. And yes, I did put him above Kyle Pitts. <laughs> there we go. I like it. So our our bottom ten or like our six to ten are all different. So that's interesting. My number six guy, you mentioned him. It's TJ Hawkinson is my sixth guy. And I like TJ Hawkinson a lot. He's been very consistent over his career. Uh, this past season, he had 914 receiving yards and six touchdowns split between Detroit and Minnesota. He's a great target to have. He actually did better once he went to Minnesota, but he was great for Detroit. It actually confused me. When he went to the when he left Detroit, I felt like, why are you trading away one of your best weapons? But Lions offense is pretty good, so I think they're able to make up for him. But he's a great weapon to have for the Vikings. He's a good blocking tight end. He was drafted very high in uh, I believe twenty nineteen. It was he was drafted in the top ten. So I really like him. I think, like you said, behind Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison, he's going to be the third target that Kirk Cousins will go to. Vikings have a very good offense, and they like to throw the ball a lot. So you said a lot already, so I'm going to keep my Hawkinson talk short. So he is my he is my sixth guy. So now we move on to the top five, and we will see how close we are at this point. My number five guy, and let me pull up his stats real quick. This really isn't based off of last season. This is based off of his previous seasons and how I think he'll do next season. And that is Darren Waller. He is my number five. And in 2019 and 2020, he was one of the best tight ends in the league. He had over 1,000 receiving yards both those years with 12 touchdowns in those two years. But the past two seasons, he's been riddled with injuries, and that's the only reason why he is lower for me he doesn't go top four is because of his injury concern at this point but i've heard in giants training camp that he has been lighting it up he has been unguardable in giants training camp so i think he and daniel jones can have a great connection but it really just depends on his health and if he can stay healthy so if he is healthy he could crack top four top three but I think for everything he's done the previous seasons and his, just his reputation alone, he is my number five spot. So who do you got? My number five. Uh, it's a little bit different. 
I'm going to go to the east side of Pennsylvania. Uh, We're going to talk about Dallas Goddard. hmm. Uh, How long has Goddard been with the Eagles? Has it been a year or two years? Um, you're very off. It's oh, it's it's one, been a two, while. Three. Yeah, this is gonna be a sixth season. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, Dallas Goddard's in my fifth. Um, I feel like since the Eagles had their giant leap last year, um, he is gonna be one of the big t- targets. I would say he's number three behind Devonte Smith, AJ Brown being first. Um, but he is more of a red zone guy. I remember watching their playoff run and he was throwing the ball a lot in the red zone. Um, so he's a great tight end. Honestly, he's going into year six. I don't know how old he is. I can't think, but he sat behind Zach Ertz for a while or Zach Ertz was the number one and Dallas Goddard learned a lot from him. Apparently and he's been doing really good. So yeah, Dallas Goddard said my number five, um, I have a feeling he's going to be in your number four because in my number four is Darren Waller. And I have a feeling we flip flop these guys. Um, Like you said, like you said with Darren Waller, uh, there's not a lot to talk about with him after you just said, yes, he's been lining it up in training camp. It's more the fact that it confused me last year, how the giants made it to the playoffs. But I mean, it doesn't matter. You made it. All they ask, they only they ask you if you made it. They don't ask you how you made it. But they made it. Um, with Daniel Jones throwing to Saquon Barkley and a couple no names. Um, uh, don't disrespect uh, Richie hey, James uh, and all. But them. he will be the number one target in uh, at the Giants in New York. So we'll see what happens there. Um, he is very injury prone, like we've said, but he will be the wide receiver, wide receiver tight end one. Um, so we'll see how he does. I'm hoping he has a good year. He could honestly make the Giants push for another playoffs. Just with the division in the East, it's very hard for them to actually win it or even make second. Um, but they just got to play really good this year. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, Darren Waller, am I number four? And you are officially correct. We did flip-flop our five and four. I have Dallas Goddard in my number four spot. Yet another very consistent season. Ever since his second year, he's been very consistent in terms of receiving yardage. And even with Jalen Hurts running the ball a lot and throwing to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, uh, Dallas Goddard still had 702 receiving yards and three receiving touchdowns. He's a great blocker. In my opinion, he can just, he's a great security blanket just to have if his receivers are covered. He can just throw to Dallas Goddard. He's a great weapon to have. He's just been consistent his whole career. He, I don't think he was really injury prone as well. I don't know how many games he's missed, but he's just been consistent. And I think that's what you want out of a tight end is just consistency, where as Darren Waller, you might get the best of him, but then you might not even have him. And if you're unavailable, then how worth how how much worth do you really have? So I have him at four. I just think he's more consistent overall. I mean, Darren Waller might be a better offensive weapon, but I think Dallas Goddard's better consistently. So and in the blocking game too. So I have him at number four. And now we move 
to the top three. And let's see if we can get the exact same top three here. We'll see. I'll start it off. My number three guy is Mark Andrews from the Ravens. And this past season, it was kind of a down season. I'm not going to lie. His 2021 season was absolutely incredible. He probably had a better season than Travis Kelsey in 2021. He had 1,300 receiving yards and nine receiving touchdowns. This past season, he only had 847 receiving yards and five touchdowns, but he's still one of the, he's probably the second best receiving tight end in the league at this point. He is just a great weapon for Lamar Jackson. It does concern me a little bit that his stats dropped off because you can make the excuse that Tyler Huntley was the quarterback the second half of the season. But he also, Tyler Huntley was also the quarterback in the season before that, and Mark Andrews was still putting up his numbers with Tyler Huntley. So it does kind of, I don't know. I mean, 847 receiving yards is still very good, but I don't know if he's going to get that 1,000 mark again. Just after last season, it'll be interesting. The Ravens have more weapons now for wide receivers, so it'll be interesting, but Mark Andrews is still one of the top receiving tight ends in the league. He is easily number three. The Ravens also have a guy who I think is very underrated, Isaiah Likely. He's the backup tight end. He's a great receiving weapon as well, so he might try to get into with Mark Andrews' snaps. So Very interesting, but Mark Andrews is my number three. Your dog made a return. <laughs> my dog did make a return. Um, I'm so sorry. My number three, <laughs> you know, I was thinking about it and I was like, John and I are going to get the same top three. I got, the, I got Mark Andrews at number three. Oh, Mark you. Andrews had a great 2021 season. 2022 wasn't the best for him. Um, and like you said, you can make the excuse Lamar wasn't there, but Huntley did play the year before. So it's just very interesting. Um, obviously you got Odell, Zay, and Andrews um, in that specific order of wide receivers. But, like, I have a feeling Odell's not just going to be that good this year. Or he's got, like, one good year left in him. Because I don't know if you were I – I saw a podcast clip online where Odell's uh, ACL was, like, non-existent during the 2021 Super Bowl run with the Rams. Or was that 2022? No, that was 2020. Yeah, you know, same thing. But when the Rams won it, and they were fully aware of it, and Odell said, yeah, I'll just play until I can't. And that happened to be in the Super Bowl. Um, But I don't know if Odell's going to be as good this year. He's very... He he just hasn't been the same Odell since he went to New York. So we'll see what happens. But um, if that's the case, obviously you got a rookie as your wide receiver one. And Lamar loves to throw it to Mark Andrews. So we'll see what happens uh, well, when Lamar actually throws it every once in a while. <laughs> Sorry, but <laughs> it's true. Uh, but yeah, Mark Andrews, very solid uh, tight end. He's never had a really bad season. So we'll see what happens here. But yeah, Mark Andrews, my number three. <sighs> number two, we're going to take a trip to the West Coast. We're going to go all the way to Brock Purdy land, oh, a.k.a. God. George Kittle. 
I remember when I, years ago, this was like two or three years ago, George Kittle had a really good year for fantasy. And I remember, I like, this is when I just started figuring out what fantasy was. And I drafted him. And I was like, you know what? He needs to play. He got me like 40 points one night. And was like, holy crap. What the heck is going on? Um, George Kittle is an awesome guy. I love seeing the videos of him on the internet. He's just so chill. So awesome. The only thing that might hurt him this year is that they have no idea who their quarterback is this year. They have zero clue who their quarterback is. It could be Brock Purdy. It could be Trey Lance. What Trey Lance has not been looking good at all. Camp, they said. And yeah, they have a third guy. He's I think he's... Guy. Trey Lance has been very on and off. That's what I've heard. And the third guy is Sam Darnold. Yes, yeah, Sam Darnold. So it's going to be between Purdy and Lance. And Purdy was such a system quarterback. As much as I love Purdy, Purdy was basically like go in the huddle and just snap the ball and throw it or hand it off to McCaffrey. So we'll see what happens this year. Um, George Kittle is a very solid tight end. Uh, He's great for fantasy. Very, very great for fantasy. I would say all top three of these tight ends are very great for fantasy. Um, But yeah, George Kittle in my number two. All right. Uh, I think it's pretty straightforward at this point. George Kittle is also my number two. If I had to give a knack on George Kittle, it would probably be the same knack I give on Darren Waller. George Kittle, I really don't think he's had a healthy season in a while where he's played all the games. But at least this past season, he was available when Brock Purdy was the quarterback. And I think when Purdy came in, George Kittle's numbers really went up. And he had 11 touchdowns this past season. His receiving yards went down from the previous season. Because if you look all the way back in 2018, he had 1,300 receiving yards. And the past three three seasons, he hasn't broken 1,000 yards yet. But he is probably the best blocking tight end in the league. That's something we should say. He is, if you look at all-around tight end, he's the best blocking tight end. And for a while, I think people would probably, at least season before, two seasons before, people would put him above Kelsey just because of his blocking ability. But he's a very reliable target when healthy. The key for him is just having a fully healthy season. But he is just the best all-around tight end you can have. He was a great weapon for Brock Purdy. I'm going to assume Brock Purdy is going to be the starter against the Steelers week one. So George Kittle is probably not going to have good stats because we're just going to destroy Purdy. So I think George Kittle still is top two tight end. You can make the argument for him being number one just for his blocking ability, but I think you and I both have the same number one at this point. So yeah, I am going Gentry, to start off. One. Who do I got? Zach Gentry? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Zach Gentry. I technically didn't mention him in my honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah, he's my number one. No, wow. just kidding. Uh, it's obvious. It's Travis Kelsey. And since 2016, he has had at least 1,000 receiving yards or more each season, which for a tight end is incredible. He's literally wide receiver one for the Chiefs right now. The Chiefs' best wide receiver technically is Kadarius Tony. So Travis Kelsey is their wide receiver one. You would think 
with him getting a bit higher in age, he would slow down in 2022. It was the complete opposite. He had 1,300 receiving yards and 12 receiving touchdowns, which is insane. I mean, he's honestly, you can start putting him in the GOAT territory for tight ends. He's already won two Super Bowls, and he was big factors in both Super Bowls, especially this past one. He was a great weapon for Patrick Mahomes. And really, I think Patrick Mahomes wouldn't be on the level he is without Travis Kelsey. You could say Tyreek Hill, too, but he lost Tyreek Hill. If he lost Travis Kelsey, it would be very interesting to see what kind of player Mahomes is. But Travis Kelsey is a big reason for Mahomes' success. And he just doesn't slow down. And the other thing with him, too, is he doesn't get injured as well. He plays, like, full seasons, too. Which is why like, he's one of the best fantasy people to draft. I would recommend getting him in the first round in fantasy. If you're in one of the late picks, if you're in a bigger draft, and the top running backs are gone, top wide receivers are gone, get Travis Kelsey. Honestly, he performs like a wide receiver one. He gets consistent points. That's something tight ends can't really do nowadays, is just be consistent. So... He is incredible right now. I don't even think he's going to slow down this next season. I really don't even see it. He has no sign of slowing down. And as long as Mahomes is throwing to him too, he's just going to be great. So who do you got for your number one? I have Zach Gentry. No. (laughs) With Kelsey being both our number ones, Kelsey is one of those like tight ends that like, he is a wide receiver essentially at one point. And it's insane because Mahomes will throw him the ball constantly. He had those three touchdowns against the Chargers in like a quarter, I think it was. It was insane. I remember it was on a QB when on Netflix. But yeah, just watching that was insane. Um and you know, like during the playoffs, like if he gets the ball, he's deadly. He is so deadly. And I remember it was against who was it? Buffalo, twenty twenty two wild card, and oh, twenty twenty one wild card, twenty twenty two. You you get the point. But uh, Mahomes threw it to him on like thirteen seconds left. Well, he threw it to Tyreek. Tyreek went down and then went to Kelsey, and you just know that like, oh crap, they're gonna kick this field goal and t- send it into uh overtime. But, um, yeah, he's the guy you throw the ball to, and it doesn't even look like he has a route. He just runs wherever he wants to run. Like, yeah. he'll he'll literally probably just tell Mahomes, you know what, I'm just going to run towards this way to the end zone because i got to use the bathroom in, like, five seconds. So, like, throw me the ball. And I'll, I'll hand it to the ref on my way out. Like, all jokes aside, he is such a great tight end. Like John said, if he's there in fantasy, get him. He's he's just really good. He's very, very solid, very consistent. Mahomes loves to throw it to him. Um, the only way I could see him having a down season this year is if Mahomes get hurt. But Kelsey is the number one tight end and number one wide receiver in Kansas City because they have no other number ones. And they somehow won the Super Bowl last year. So, <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you the last time he's got hurt. And, like, it hates me to say this. But, like, he's one of those players that I hate but love. Like, I respect him so much. But, like, you know when you're playing against this man, he's going to destroy your team. 
and it's just like, oh my gosh, this is gonna stink. Um, and him and his brother have an amazing podcast. So yeah, their inspirations are number one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just you would think. I mean, he's been with Mahomes since 2018. You would think teams would be able to crack down on him and like take him out of the equation. Even this past season where. Tyree Kill's gone. You would think they would be able to focus primarily on Travis Kelsey, but no, <laughs> he's still dominated, even as the top target. It's it's literally crazy. But overall, our list very different until the top three. Not drastically. We, we I think, flops. yeah, we had some flip flops. You had Evan Ingram on the list. I did not. I had David Njoku. If this was a fantasy list, Evan Ingram would easily be in there. David Njoku would not even be an honorable mention. So, but I like the list. Very good. This episode went a bit longer than I thought. I didn't think I would be able to talk about tight ends, but we were. But that's going to do it for this episode of the mini series. So, thank you very yeah. much for listening. The next thank you, thank episode you. of. The next episode of the mini series, I think we agreed to this before the episode, is going to be the top 10 defenses in the NFL. So yes, we're not going to do individual positions for defense. That's just going to be so many episodes, and I don't think you all want to listen to that. So we're just going to bring them all together, top 10 defenses in the NFL. And we have at least one or two more episodes in this mini series, but in general, we have a lot of NFL content coming out throughout the next couple of weeks before the season starts. So stay tuned for all that. Make sure to follow our social medias on Instagram, on Twitter, slash X. Make sure to follow those. Make sure to follow our TikTok as well. I know I've forgotten, I forgot to say that past couple episodes, but we might start posting on TikTok a bit more where you can actually see our faces while we record this. So. Make sure to check that out soon. We'll have more good quality videos on there soon. But you can find all that in the link in bio. Or if you go to the podcast website, you can find the link in bio there. But other than that, with Carlin Jacob, I'm John Dodero. Have a great day and see you next time on Inside the Dome.